to Judge on Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we're going through our 2020 challenge list for the most part. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I am joined by my amazing and wonderful and lovely co-host, Megan. Megan, how are you doing tonight? I'm excellent. How are you yeah. doing tonight? <laughs> doing well. Doing well. I got a lot of rain up here today, though, which is not great, but it's fine. <laughs> Yes, I think we are still getting sleet at the moment, but I can't hear it, so that's a good thing. Yeah, also, I can't hear the rain. That's also a good sign, because I could hear it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> this is not great. Have you put up your tree yet? Yes. Put it up. Is it decorated, or is it just up? <laughs> nope, it's up. It's got, I mean, it's a small tree, so I don't have a lot of decorations. I've got, like, some, like, little small, like, like the ball ornaments, the different colors. It came with the lights on it. Um, Mine did, too. It's very yeah. helpful. Like, because oh, I remember God, yes. being a kid and having to untangle all of the lights <laughs> for the tree. <laughs> so trees, the fake trees that come with those lights are whoever yes. started that. Good job. Um, yeah. So that's up. And then I'm getting Christmas lights to put all throughout my living room. Those should oh, arrive yay. tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I cannot wait to see pictures. Yes. And how about you? Your decorations look awesome. I did. I, um, I actually took the tree out of the room I'm recording in um, early November because I was like I'm fucking just need Christmas cheer and I actually mm-hmm. turned on Leslie Autumn Jr.'s Christmas album that just came out and was like it's actually too early mm. so the tree is set downstairs okay. um, and I was a little nervous because mine is also pre-lit but I haven't pulled it out in five years because uh, I didn't have room in, in Brooklyn and so uh, I put it up yesterday. It's not decorated. All I've done is fan it out and make sure the lights work. Yep. But when I lived in Brooklyn, what I did was I decorated my bookshelves. So um went to Target and got some lights to do that again because I actually I really like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've decorated four of my bookshelves. And then remembered I have a huge-ass loft with a wall. So I put <laughs> the lights that drape down over that and put lights on our deck and was like, that's it. I think one more row, one more thing I liked would be pushing it too far. Even though I was like, oh, I kind of want to decorate the banister. And I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> I, I think I have I've hit enough. Because yeah. right now I'm like, oh, I have to turn all of these off at night. Right. So... You have to not forget. <laughs> yes. The ones upstairs have been on since. But I will be turning them off tonight because I'm up here. But, uh. Yeah, I, I'm really liking it and really glad Stranger Things brought back the old time aesthetic lights. Yeah, like the ones so. that you got that you sent me the picture yeah. of. Like those were the ones that I remember being like a kid, the big chunky ones on yes. the tree. Like, yeah, love those. My grandparents had them on the outside of their house. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, they had them on the outside of their house for 20 years. But it's like they moved there when I was two. And I think the last time I went, I was like, oh, it was after my car accident. So probably 11 years ago. Okay. So yeah. Okay. About 20 years. And I think those damn lights still worked. Nice. Like, I feel like they're, you know, that whole 70s thing where it's like, they'll fucking outlive us all. So. Yeah. Where they made things to last. <laughs> yeah. As we we're looking at the ones that I put up and we're going, if those make it through the whole season, we're going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely had to like untwist a few of them and like yeah. put them somewhere else and I'm like god damn it just stay on yeah these I'm like alright so the ones I got that are coming tomorrow it's 90 feet worth of lights 
Because I was like, because I was like, oh, I could do my windows, but then I was like, no, I kind of want it to go around. Yeah. The like the crown molding. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna probably just leave these up because I'm gonna be locked in my house basically exactly. all winter. So continue the cheer basically with some nice little lights. Yeah. Because mine, mine stayed up until I moved. Yeah. So I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if ours are gonna stay on the the um, bookshelves, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Just the season, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very excited. My mother, oh my God. Thanksgiving night, I get a text, all caps. Christmas cooking, question mark, exclamation mark. And I'm like, Mom, we just did Thanksgiving. Like, really? Right. <laughs> just got home from Thanksgiving. But if you want to talk about what we're going to do for cool, like, do we want to do brunch? Do we want to do dinner? Like, what are we talking about here? She's like, no, cookies. I was like, oh, baking. The word you're looking for is baking. (laughs) (laughs) So we were trying to figure out when we're doing Christmas baking, which we haven't quite nailed down yet, but (laughs) it just was like, really? You want to talk about we, like, literally started talking about Thanksgiving like a week ago, but okay. Sure. (laughs) I mean, that's important. Like, Christmas cookies... Baking, very much so. stuff, anything is very important. So you do have to like plan this out. Yeah, the, I haven't made like, Christ, I haven't done Christmas baking in years. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Oh, good. I yeah. We're doing some, because we made, basically we made like the Christmas cookies that George's mom makes. And we made them in like January, February of this past nice. year. Nice. Maybe it was March. I don't know. It took us a while to actually <laughs> do it. And for some reason... It, for some reason, I only had, like, one, like, food coloring thing, and it was green. Oh. So <laughs> they were just green gingerbread people. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like, we need to do this, but we need to, like, get different colors and, like, actually decorate the cookies. Like, yes. his mom and his brother do some amazing decorations. I'm like, mine aren't going to look like this, but I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, I had to sit there and be like, what do I like Christmas baking-wise? And then I was like, oh, snickerdoodles. I don't do snickerdoodles on a regular basis. Sounds good. And I really like sugar cookies with, um, they're essentially red hots. So like with like oh, a good yeah. buttercream and then a red hot. And it's like okay. a sugar spice. Very excited for Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going to make definitely make the best of it as best we can. Yes. In COVID quarantine times. <sighs> Hopefully next year we can. Go even crazier outside yeah. the house. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, before we get into what we read for today, um, we're going to read something in between. Yes. So, I f- finally finished Addie LaRue. Yay! <laughs> Very excited. I enjoyed it. I definitely cried at the end a little bit, but it is entirely worth it. Um, and it is... Thankfully, I was reading reviews. I'm not the only person who was like, this is a slow burn compared to most of her other books. And that's why it took me a while. And I also read the first Dash and Lily book, um, <laughs> which you have finally watched. Yes. Which is so exciting. For all Christmas shows and movies yes. and music and everything. Yeah. If you are someone who just kind of wants something that is, I don't want to say wholesome, but a little less, it's not hallmarky. Yeah. And is still cute and light and fun. Yeah. Dash and yeah. Lily is great. Definitely recommend. Yes. Be a bit jarring, though, if you don't realize going in that they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah. They're and supposed to be 17. 
Yeah, you get to the part in the book where he reads the she said like she's doing the voiceover. She says, "If you're not a teenage boy, put the book back." And I was like, "What do you mean, teenage boy? <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly twenty something." <laughs> oh, and then the kid you're who played um, Eugene. Was that his name? Edgar. Edgar. Edgar, yes. I was like, you look 30. Like, oh, yeah. He like, looked, yeah. I was like, you've hit some hard times already, <laughs> yeah. dude. He, I feel like he looked older than me. Yeah. He's yeah. not. <laughs> he's so oh, but he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna have some fun aging. Yeah, he's like moisturized. Stay out yes. of the sun. I don't know. Um, but yes, but highly love- recommend Dash and Lily. Boomer is also wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did not mean to do that. Um, Boomer is not the same in the books. I definitely oh. love Boomer more in the show. He's okay. still great in the books, but he's so much better, I think, in the show. Okay. Yeah. Really loved him. Right? I hope they do, because it's a trilogy, so I hope they mm-hmm. do another season next year. Yeah. What about you? Did you, you were going to read some more of Cast. I was, but then after I said that and recorded, I switched gears and it's related to what we are reading next for the podcast. Ooh, so oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know if we want to get into that now or I can elaborate more later. <laughs> we can elaborate a little bit more later. Yeah. I'm going to so, to you, man. Cast is still on the list, but I was like, all right, there's a time thing here where I need to like, yeah. switch. So <laughs> That'll be good for working on Christmas presents for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then for today... We decided to read How to Catch a Queen by Alyssa Cole, another lovely, wonderful Alyssa Cole book. Um, Which does fit our... Yes. Our... our, Yeah, our our challenge was... Bullshit. The challenge, thank you. A book that came out in December. Yeah. Because it's out this December of 2020. Yay! (laughs) It's our newest book. (laughs) So exciting. Yeah. Um, for the first Alyssa Cole book that we did, that was A Princess in Theory, right? Yes. Of the Reluctant Royal series. And then we did another one, Once Ghosted, Twice Shy. Right, which was a novella. Novella. For, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because we read, what, two queer novella? Yes. Um, romance books. Right. And then the next Alyssa Cole was When No One Is Watching, right? Yes. Yeah. So... I've read all of the Reluctant Royals. Yes. Have you read all of the Reluctant Royals? No. I read the ones for the podcast. I was like, I got to read more. I got to read more of her. And then I totally didn't. And as I was reading this one, I was like, oh my God, I got to go back. Because clearly these, I like (laughs) know roughly like that you guys are involved in this series. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I definitely thought this book was going to be about someone else. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm totally blinking on who in relation um, because I feel like there was a cousin that I didn't feel like got their whole story. But then I was, I was like, but I think that was Naya. And I'm like, so I don't know. I feel like there's someone else in there that I feel like got missed mm. okay. that or was mentioned at one point during the third reluctant Royal book. Hmm. or in the short story of about Portia's sister. But either way, there's someone there. And it may honestly be the same person mm-hmm. um, because we find out that Shanti was actually, like, very briefly in um, 
a princess on paper. In theory. In theory. <laughs> like, yeah. Paper is wrong. Uh, <laughs> which was cool. I like the mm-hmm. ties. I so, so yeah, you need to go back. Yes, I do. When they mentioned the kingdom from the first one, uh, Pesola? Uh-huh. Pesola? Pesola? I was like, oh, right. And then when the reference comes up about Shanti, I was like, that happened. Um, I think that happened in the book that I read. And so I was like, all right, I got I to gotta go back yes. and, and read that sometime. It definitely made me want to go back and reread the first three. Yeah. So I got to get them, but that's <laughs> on the list. Um, this one is the first of the Runaway Royals series. Um, so I'm like, all right, this is the first book. I need to stay on top of things. And as those <laughs> books come out, read those as I catch up, you know, with the, uh, the Reluctant right. Royals series. <laughs> I think the second one comes out. It's either March or May. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's May, but I'm going to double check. So you haven't looked to see who the second one is about at all. I have not. I didn't even okay. read the back of this one. You're like, oh, I have this. Do you want to read this? And I was like, yep. <laughs> the yes, end. In fact, yes. Full <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> Sign me up. So the second one is called How to Find a Princess. And I will tell you who it is when we talk about them. Oh, okay. Uh, and it comes out May 25th. May 25th. Okay. Yes. So I have plenty of time to catch up on the other one. And then, okay, perfect. But I keep with our previous format of talking high level and then we'll dive into spoilers. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, the goal is to get this out either tomorrow or Wednesday. Because oh I want it okay. to be as close to the publishing date as possible. Because yes. the publishing um, date is December 1st, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I... I Definitely don't want to give spoilers. Um, if you've read any Alyssa Cole books, first of all, this is not the one you should start with if this is your first romance one. Right. Not to say it's bad, but again, like we've been saying, there's so many little... Um, references. And at, like, um, spoiler Easter references. Eggs. Yes, Easter eggs. Yes. And things... And yeah, definitely spoilers for the past few books. Um, which I really appreciated because some of the endings of the other ones... All of her books are very much, like, happy for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that. And it's really nice to hear how they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I definitely recommend going back to A Princess in Theory. Start there. Yes. <laughs> and then you have plenty of time to catch up, to be caught up, before the second one of the series comes out in May. Exactly. So, for so how to catch Go ahead. I was going to say, we've got a new country. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, we were in Jaza. And we first meet the prince, Prince Sanyu. He's going to become king. His dad is dying. Uh, actually, back up. How much of the book, like the back of the book or the jacket, did you read for this one? Um, I knew enough that it was tangentially related okay. and that... Um, it was an arranged marriage. It's about okay. where I was. Gotcha. Um, I read nothing, so that's fair. Based on title alone, when we meet the prince right away, I'm like, okay, so he's going to be looking for his queen. That makes sense because he's going to become king, so that would be her title. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was really expecting because he does not want the throne. He doesn't think he's going to be a good king. 
he doesn't think he can live up to his dad's legacy. I was not expecting a king who was basically like, I don't want to do this job. <laughs> you know? I do, like, for the most part, the the men that we've seen, um, I don't really remember a princess in theory other than, like, he had to find, you know, his princess. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, it's not people that are very gung-ho about getting on the throne. Yeah. This is, you're right, the first one that is very much like, if I could run away, if there was um, any way right. to abdicate, I wouldn't be fucking doing this. Right. Right. So I think I like the prince in A Princess in Theory. He feels comfortable in his role. Yes. Whereas Sanyu right away does not know. It's not, that's not a spoiler. Page one, you know he yes. is not comfortable and doesn't want to do this. Which, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It's not a job he chose. It's one of those... Your, well, he's his dad's only son, actually, but the firstborn, whatever. This is going to be your role. It's expected of you, right? Yeah. Um, jokingly, this week I was watching some Christmas movie. Actually, it was <laughs> um, Christmas movie Christmas. It was about these sisters that get sucked into a Christmas movie. There's a point to this, and it relates to the book. I promise. <laughs> So I'm watching this and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at one of the guys and I'm like, you look familiar. And it's this guy that was in Pretty Little Liars that I always, I'm always like, you look familiar and I can never place him. What I didn't realize was that the woman in it is his wife and apparently they met on an app. Oh. And looking at her IMDb, she doesn't look like she does a ton of acting. Like she looks like she does a ton of stuff in the industry. Mm -hmm. But I came to the conclusion, I was like, there has to be an app (laughs) that is either like, you're in the industry mm-hmm. or something like that because I can't imagine these like movie stars getting on regular apps. Right. And my best friend was like, remember Zach Efron did get on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tinder. So really? I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know about that. There was a Buzzfeed. I mean, it was years ago, but, um, Anyways, all of this to say is we got to the royalmatch.com, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I loved it. I was very much like, yes. (laughs) That's one of the things that I really like about her work. Like what I remember from A Princess of Theory and Once Ghosted, Try Shy, just this blending of like these, like your traditional ideas of like kings and queens and kingdoms and princes and tradition and then you've got very modern stuff like a dating app but it's only for royals royalsmatch.com yeah (laughs) like loved that i did too i very much i mean like there has to be a way you can't arranged marriages are a thing like Mm -hmm. throughout all of royals and stuff like that so like it just makes sense to modernize that yeah because we got to see in a princess in theory where it's like set up from birth because that's the thing, right? He's going to yes. find her because her parents took her and they left the country, right, to the states. Yes. Um, whereas here, it's just expected that the the king will be married, um, the prince will be married. Well, basically, the prince will be married, but before he becomes king, right? And because his dad's dying, they gotta really put a rush on this. And it's like, okay, well, we didn't really plan for this. But don't worry, the, the advisor um, is taking care of it by opening this profile and picking this woman, basically, for him. As you do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I, I really appreciated that. I also really appreciated, um, I don't want to get too much into the queens, because I think that that's 
going to be a big part of what Mm -hmm. we talk about. But just a little bit more about this nation's history. um, His friend is in like a polyamory marriage. And that seems to be like essentially everybody but maybe the royal family yeah is in this yeah so this kingdom was basically colonized by i don't know how to pronounce I'm... <laughs> no, no no you're right it's it's a it's, mouthful it's an incredibly long name I think somewhere between like dutch and german right and bird put it in my notes lichtenberg i think yes or something um, and they basically fought back, like fought out of that, like got the, got the colonizers out of there. Um, and it was Sunny one. So the current, the dying king, him, the second in command was so gay that they basically are, they, they helped liberate their people. Um, yeah. But there are all these traditions from before that occupation they're bringing back. And one of them is the polyamorous marriage. And I just love that because it's, it's just, Lou was like, yeah, like he's got like a wife and a husband at home. It's just very natural. And it's, there's no like the prince doesn't look at him like he's crazy for doing this. Like, this is just how it is. Yeah. And it's I I kind of hope she ends up exploring that a little bit because mm-hmm. I am curious how that would play into like a happily ever after kind of mm-hmm. scenario or happy for now. But what I love about Alyssa Cole books is that she does do things like this where it's put things that can be considered quote unquote controversial that really shouldn't be yep. in the background somewhere. So it's super normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like nobody, even yeah. um, Shanti, our queen from another country doesn't question it, doesn't comment on it. Yeah. It just is what it is. And it's not for one person's benefit. Like, they are all married mm-hmm. together. Yes. And he talks, Luba talks about how they work to make it all work. That those that the people at home for him are not just there for his own personal benefit when he wants to see them or wants to hang out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's something that Sanyu has a hard time with because of how he was raised. In yeah. The atmosphere of the palace and those relationships that we'll get into. But... I really, really like this whole, um, it's not a country that's just overthrown colonization and mm-hmm. is war-torn, but it is still a young country mm-hmm. and is trying to find its feet. And yeah. where is that line between asking for help and mm-hmm. banding together and helping and collaborating with other countries and being like, no, this is our identity. Right. And and that is essentially, a you know, take out the romance and sex that is kind of the central story of this book is what how do you create this identity Mm -hmm. without compromising too much yes or without losing yourself like how do you still have your own power yeah um, while also asking for help Um, because i did look at the back of the book after I finished reading it, it does mention how Sun Yu will basically, that he starts going to her rooms at night to talk to her. Yes. Um, he was, his dad, you know, ruled the country with the iron fist, so he has to do the same thing, so asking for help is a weakness, so he does this in secret. And I did also love that she, um, 
so it gets mentioned that she's basically the princess who the queen wants the prince to marry in a princess in theory. Yes. And Letty, the character in that one, accidentally throws up on her shoes or something. <laughs> like, yes. I love that we're getting more of her story and why she wants to be a queen, that she wants to be a queen because she that would give her the power to help change the world for the better. That's her goal, is to change the world for the better. And she recognizes that, like, politics and mm-hmm. humanities and things like that, like, are her strengths. Like, this is right. what she She's... knows and yes. knows how to... And what she loves on top of that. Like, yeah. I fucking can't stand politics, but sure, if you want me to sit there and help, okay. <laughs> like, I'm smart she... enough, I can read through this shit, but yeah. man, she loves it. Right. She absorbs it. She pays attention to the news. I did catch like at this part where when she's checking out the news in her current country, because now she's like when they get married, she's in the country. This is her jazz is her country, so she's learning about them, the surrounding areas, and that garbage fire in America. That's a quote yes. from the book that I loved. <laughs> um but I just love we that are such a garbage fire. Yes, we are. But this character from a Princess in Theory who I don't remember but I, she could have just been painted to be like, just like this pretty beautiful woman who just wanted to be queen, like the sort of like the enemy yeah. of our main character. You know, yeah. we don't we don't want her to succeed. She gets thrown up on. Where we get to see more of her, and she is brilliant. She's a strategist. Like she's very smart, very logical, knows her stuff. I love that we get to see that, and that her husband eventually sees it, <laughs> and then wants her help like and they, he learns to that it's okay to ask for help but it starts out very small because he's going to her rooms in secret at night yeah yeah they are very much opposites attract mm-hmm. and i don't think it's spoiler to say that like you know all these books end up happy for now so like <laughs> we're gonna have a happy ending that's great uh but yeah no i agree i, I love that i i don't remember her from the first book i remember there being another woman mm-hmm but I don't remember um, much about her at all, except for that, you know, she got her shoes thrown up on. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I also, I like, she comes from a good family. Like, mm-hmm. this is not, like, she did this. She made this decision that this is what she wanted. And her family backed her up yeah. and was like, if this is what you want, okay, we're going to put everything into this because we think you have what it takes. And, like, that alone should speak... Like, she never has confidence issues in that. Like, she knows who she is. And she mm-hmm. is very aware of what she is good at. And at no point does that waver. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Her confidence... I definitely learned a lot from Shanti. Earned. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and Sanyu could learn from that. And I think he does start to... He does. He does start to learn that from her as well, to find his own place, basically, in his own yes. voice. Um, but yeah, you're totally right about how the whole book is basically about that, um, because the country is still trying to find its footing, and do we ask others for help, and do we join the United African Nations? Do we work on this, this rail project that would unite all these countries, or is that just inviting trouble to our doorsteps? So... It was a little frustrating to read because, like, you and I are, are fairly progressive, but I mean, we're also like 
our country is very different, you know, like, of mm-hmm. course you ask for help. And of course you recognize your weaknesses and everything. And, right. But we also don't, didn't really have like an adversary to stand against, I guess, in some sense. Nothing mm-hmm. that is as big as, hey, we overthrew our coloniz- colonizers right. 50 years ago. Right. Very recently. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is second generation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes his advisor, his dad's best friend, essentially, um, an interesting character in a lot of ways, because I wanted to be so mad at him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of is like, this is just a scared old man. Yes. It's okay. It's totally just that scared old man. He doesn't want, like they fought so hard to liberate their country, to liberate their people. They're successful. And now it's like, we make one wrong move. We could throw us right back to where we where we were before. And he doesn't want to be responsible for that. Yeah. I think that's about... I don't know if there's much more we can say without, like, super getting into spoiler territory. Yeah. Except for... Unless Cole books had sex. I feel like this one has more sex than most of them do. This one was great. Like, this had a lot <laughs> of sex in it. Yes. It, and it was not it, the only romance book I was reading at the time. <laughs> nice. Like, man, yeah. I'm getting sex from all my books. All angles. <laughs> all angles. 2020 is so lonely. Um, yeah, I think that might be as far as we can go. That and I will get one other thing that I feel like I remember from A Princess in Theory. The immediate attraction to the other person. Yes. Just that immediate, oh my god, you're gorgeous. Our two yes. characters here have that as well. Um, I, yeah. I, I gotta say, I hate that. I really do. <laughs> I hate when books do that quite a mm-hmm. bit. There's so much realness in her books that keeps me from hating it as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's just so many other messages throughout this that I'm like, okay, fine. You can have that trope. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not gonna be mad. Uh, see that. But yeah. And it does also get a little, like, it doesn't get acted on right away because Very true. they end up conflicting personality-wise and words and, you know. And also, like, the definition of queen is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll take a quick break and drop a commercial here for you to listen to and uh, for another podcast on our network that you should definitely go check out. And when we come back, we definitely are going to dive into spoilers. It all started with a mouse. And in the last 100 years, the magic of Disney has filled our homes and hearts and defined generations. Join the Dole Up and Dreams podcast as they take a deep dive into the Disney vault and examine the history, artistry, controversy, and even drama behind your favorite Disney films with host Maddie Limerick. With guests ranging from Imagineers, Broadway stars, voice actors, and even your favorite certain POV hosts, You'll want to tune in each episode to see what magic they'll dig up next. Find out more at CertainPOV.com and wherever you find podcasts. Okay, so how to catch a queen, some spoilers. (laughs) I love the strong women all throughout this book. Oh my god, yes. Like, starting off with Shanti, our queen. Like, immediately, she's brilliant. She knows, like, she's very worldly- 
Um, she's stuffed into this role, though, this this tradition um, of her country, her new country, where there's a four-month marriage trial. So instead of yes. dating, you just get married, and then you spend four months together, and then if she's the true queen, she gets declared to be so, and then they get, like, have, like, a formal ceremony. If she's not, you're done. Like, I, I really like this. I couldn't get a grasp on if it was, like, tradition that they're so, like, super fond of because in mm-hmm. some ways it's presented like that or if it was, like, tradition, quote-unquote, because that's how the first king handled it. But all I could think of was, like, this is a spin on A Thousand and One Nights. I fucking love that <laughs> trope so much. because And Bluebeard, where it's, like, this dude is just going through marriage after marriage and, mm-hmm. like, turning out what's happening to the wives the yeah. rumors are that they're getting killed and they're in the basement in the dungeons <laughs> shanti asks a few times and is like what happened to all the past wives and yeah. like i gotta tell you sonia like man i'm just like you so fucking need therapy my dude yes <sighs> so much because part of his issues with women and like, and also not asking for help, and how he can't get attached to his, his wife because they are married, is because he was the only child born to his dad's twentieth wife, and then after that, he basically watched Queen come and go. Who was never the true queen. He would get attached to some, and then she'd leave. They'd leave, so he just stopped getting attached and basically built up walls. Kid needs so much therapy. Oh my so god, much. yes. So, but then he also didn't know what happened to the queens. I was like. <sighs> That's concerning. <laughs> I do appreciate that they're like, man, you really are not touched by the wisdom god because, like, mm-hmm. you don't fucking ask these questions. Right. I was like, I appreciate right. that. Because not everybody would. Like, not everybody would. I, mean, I would. You I would. would. And I guess also if my spouse, if I hadn't asked the question and my spouse was like, well, what happened to these other 20, what, however many, you know, queens that your dad had, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's a good question. I should... I'm curious now. Let's go find out like, yeah. where they are. But questions are like a big no. Right. Like he's supposed to be touched by the strength God. And it's like, cool. Questions are bad for him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are they though? Plus, are like, they? So I got the sense that this was tradition from before the colonization happened and they were trying to bring it back or I don't that know. it was then tweaked slash rewritten to fit what they wanted. They meaning the first, the, the original king, the yeah. King Sandy one, and Musoke, the advisor. I definitely think like the concept of a true queen mm-hmm. is very much old tradition. Yeah. I don't think the turning the queens mm. in the four months, I think yeah. that is probably new, new tradition. Yeah. But then I'm also just like, I was basically screaming a lot of the time <laughs> that, son, you, you are the king. What you say goes. If you don't want to do right. this, then say it. Right. Like, speak up. He was driving me very crazy with not speaking up. Me too. Except for that, like, it's very clear that, like, he's been gaslit, gaslit oh, yeah. his entire life. And, like, yeah. I was really afraid that this book was going to go in the direction of that his advisor slash uncle um, wanted the throne and was yes, essentially I was... like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, really glad that it didn't. 
go that fully route. expecting a coup attempt. Yes. <laughs> like, especially once he does speak up. I was like, yes. oh, we're going to come in one day, and I don't know how, but Masek is going to get the throne. Um, yeah, I was totally expecting that too. But I'm glad that it didn't happen because it also Same. helped their relationship. Their relationship would have probably just been null and void at that point. But because right. that didn't happen, they were able to work on some things and repair some things. Yeah, and, and, and it didn't. It had less of a potentially bittersweet ending, mm-hmm. which made me really happy. Yeah. Um, but for back to Shanti, strong women. So okay. for the first three months, she's ignored. He doesn't talk to her. She like nothing. No one talks to her. She has one guard in her queen's wing, her the queen's area, like her rooms and stuff. The only guard to give her the three, the, the salute, three taps of their, yes. their staff. So she has taken to sneaking out at night. And at first I was like, what is she doing? And it's basically activism. Like she's sneaking out yeah. to work with these other women for this like Njaza Rise Up campaign. So that women can be in the council. Because they're not allowed on any council in any, they have no voice really in this yeah, they, government. Women can't be touched by the wise god i'm not even gonna try with these gods i'm yeah. going to end up butchering them but essentially there is the strength god and then there's the god of wisdom mm-hmm. and women can't be touched by the god of wisdom according to the men the men according to the men let's, yes. let's be very clear about who wrote that yes. <laughs> said that that's the case very very much so right um so musoke basically because him and sanyu won like they are the ones who basically shaped what is current day Njaza after winning things, like winning, you know, liberating the country. Um, so they're the ones basically who came up with this, and now everyone's just like, sure, yeah, that's the case. Yeah, you know. Which part of me is like, man, I guess there's not a ton of people that remember pre, like, uh, who knows? We don't know how long they were colonized. Mm-hmm. We honestly don't know how really the people that are claiming tradition and stuff know of these traditions or anything post right. either. Right. So who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, I love that Shanti's like, you know, I'm not just going to, she's not sitting on her ass. Um, because even though she's being ignored, she has no voice. She's still finding a way to have, like, have some type of influence, some type of help. Um, yeah. With her sneaking out and doing that. So I love that. Um, I love that when Sanyu gives that presentation that she helped him with of all the things after he finally finds his voice and he's standing up and then he doesn't speak up about her and how he wants mm-hmm. her to basically run a council to the, or a committee to explore the inclusion of women on their council. Um, that she's just like, she lets him have it. She doesn't just bow down and accepted that she's like you were very happy to present the words I wrote without giving me any kind of credit right. without telling them I had anything to do with this so I just love that even at this point where she seems she is falling in love with him yes. they have a great sex life so far that <laughs> she's still gonna she's not just gonna let him get by on that I do appreciate the like I think this is in kind of all of Alyssa Cole's books. I, I definitely remember it in A Princess in Theory where it's like a relationship and sex mm-hmm. are intertwined and are both needed um, in, in the relationships in these books. However, um, they're both viewed 
kind of separately and maturely mm-hmm. where it's like they start having um, they start working together and stuff. But even like really early on in that, she's like, no, we have to do something physical. Like I'm fucking horny. Yeah. And I'm married and I'm husband. not getting any. Yeah. <laughs> like do something about that. Yeah. And Another thing for you. Yes. Another thing that I kind of felt was like modern intermingled with all these traditions they basically have a talk where they're like, yeah, I'm not a virgin. I'm not a virgin either. And neither one of them cares, especially. Yes. I was very, I was glad that he doesn't care. Because right. That whole like, yeah, my wife's oh, I didn't even think about that. Bullshit. Yes. Yeah. He's like, okay, great. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. And on top of that, like she, we find out like she kind of sacrificed essentially a personal life and a social life mm-hmm. um, for these goals, which also included like dating, even though she did like, I want these dating classes. Like personally, mm-hmm. I kind of need them, but um, <laughs> that she essentially was like, I didn't want my virginity to be a thing. I wanted to go into a marriage, like having had sex once so that that's mm-hmm. not over my head. And she essentially went to a bar and found someone and like I don't, all of that. I mean, it's, yep. it's basically just above the line of paying someone for sex. And I loved it so much. It was yep. like, and, and that he's like, shouldn't it be for love? And she's like, I wanted to be a queen. I also understood that that didn't necessarily come with love. Yeah. As our relationship has kind of shown me. All right. And he doesn't like shit on her for doing that either. Like, right. he's not like, he's like, okay, yeah, that's her. Yeah. I like that. Because they've given her stuff to do as like a queen. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially scanning papers. Yep. In the library with a mean librarian who doesn't like her. (laughs) And like, man, I honestly, I would have fucking gone insane. I don't know. Yeah. She keeps her cool for a very long time. She does. The the times that she finally does snap. Um, like the first time we get to see it is, at the council meeting where when Masoke is talking about the solo and how they're so rude or whatever. And the king reminds him that his wife is from that country. And he's like, yeah, I know they're assholes. Like, however he says it. And so then she does speak up to him and she always, she does it in such a, like a refined and queenly manner. Yes. Where she's very much like kind of keeping her cool, but absolutely insulting you and giving it right back to you. And he respects that. Like, he mm-hmm. kind of goes to her first to be kind of like, how did that feel? Like, can you... He admires that. Yeah. He wants to be able to do that. He aspires to be able to do that. It is kind of a level of, like, can you, can you teach me how to do that? But without yeah. asking that, yeah. Shanti could have so easily been some kind of manic pixie dream girl and mm-hmm. anybody else's, or any, if a man wrote this, yeah. very much would have leaned heavier on that. And instead, she's just wonderful. Yep. she's She teaches him mindfulness, which is something that I'm yes. working on. And being present and like to, especially to taper your anxiety. Yes. And I just was like, fuck, I love this. Yeah. Especially her trick with the gum when she gives yes. him the gum and she's like, what do you taste? Now take a breath and do this. And then when he's getting nervous in a meeting, she mimes putting gum in her mouth like, this is it's just this a reminder to breathe. Yes. Yeah. Take that deep breath. Mm-hmm. 
What does the tea taste like? Be like, present. Leaves Calm your water. Mind down. Yes. I was like, She's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, Don't Try be again. Like that. <laughs> right. But making him actually sit and think. Um, and also, she's not someone who. So his dad ruled with the Iron Fist. His dad was someone who would very easily cuss you out, make you feel terrible, put you down. And so he's trying to emulate that because he thinks that's what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And. Um, like the example when he goes to the mail room because he finds out that Shanti's not getting any of her mail and uh, he goes to the mail room to, to find out what's going on. And the guy there's just like, Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I hope I'm, I'm like, I'm not in trouble. Assures him that he's not and explains, you know, what's going on. Um, and then he's like, Oh, there's no windows down here. Like, are you comfortable? And he's like, Oh no, I love my job. Everything's fine. Like I don't take days off. I've never asked for anything. <laughs> Basically yes. he has to command the man to make a list of things that would make it better. And he's going to force him to take a TV that he has um, <laughs> to like just entertain himself. Cause there's really not a lot to do um, down there. So just that, that fearful response from that guy she is not that she she's she she will bow and she will do the polite things but she will stand up to him and i think he needs that he needs that challenge that someone to challenge him in that way and not in the way that like musoke has challenged him where it's i'm putting you down and i'm not listening to you you're just you're not you don't know what you're talking about yeah right right i was talking i guess it was with my roommates um because they're writing a story and we were talking about children. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, both of us kind of agreed that like our defining or our definition of like good parenting is if our kids did, would do better than what we have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you don't, I cannot remember exactly like what we were talking about or what started this, but essentially being like, if you can't understand what your kid is talking about, you've probably mm-hmm. done a good job. <laughs> I like that. You don't want them to follow directly in your footsteps. And that yeah. is what Masuko is trying so hard to cling to of like, mm-hmm. we've got to keep doing, despite the fact that it's failing. Like, right. He's not recognizing that their country is right. I mean, it is well. borderline a dictatorship at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and economy-wise, they are, like, going down. Yes. If they don't turn things around. Like, they, um, all the doctors have left, and basically anybody who could be considered intelligent enough to help turn it around has left. And it, that's a really scary thing. Like, Yeah. And again, totally understanding the fact that, like, he doesn't want to be colonized again. Right. And where right. is that line? Right. I like there's a part where in one of like the more, the one of the chapters more focused on Sanji where he talks about how like his dad wanted him to be this way, but Musuke wanted him to be this way. So the end result was that he was not strong enough and not smart enough and not worldly enough, doesn't understand like, I guess the politics, the economics, right. you know. Where he just feels that he's he's just not good enough in any area. Right. And it's still being told that he's been coddled his entire life. And it's like, yeah, oh, bud. Yeah. No, you have not. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing, the reason I think, like, the reason I thought we were going to get an attempt at um, Masoka to try to take the throne was because 
he basically was just like, mm, let me run everything because you don't know what you're doing. Insane. And then once he does stand up to him and makes these changes, I was like, oh, he's not going to like that. He's not going to like giving up the power. But he kind of seems to respect it. It's a very weird, yeah. very weird vibe. I, I expected um, either that or we would find out like that he had poisoned his dad or something. Ooh, shit. I didn't go there. <laughs> Her mind goes dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally, power went off for four minutes the other night, mm-hmm. and my dumbass mind starts having a dream about how, like, yeah, of course, someone's casing your house. They're gonna turn it off for four minutes and see what happens. And like, oh my god, and, and it's like, why, why are you having this dream? So yeah, just a reminder, my brain's a mess. <laughs> so you haven't read Portia's story or Naya's story? Nope. So, it's a little bit of spoilers that they both ended up with people, and that's great. Right. But what I really, really like about this, seeing them, is that, like, both of their stories are definitely, like, happy for now. They don't end in marriage or anything like that. As where mm-hmm. this ends with, I mean, they're already married. And on top of that, like, we get a five-year jump in the future. Yeah. I really, really like that we're seeing, like, Naya just moved in. That's yeah. really cool. And, like, I think Portia just got engaged at the beginning of it mm-hmm. or something. Or maybe that's... Anyways, these relationships are still slowly evolving. Yeah. And I, I genuinely appreciate that. And that these women are still doing and enjoying the things that they loved in their own books. Like, that Portia's yeah. still geeking out about this um, this desk that uh, Shanti has. And... Um, and then there's a mention of of Johan's younger sibling who comes out as non-binary in the book. And, mm-hmm. like, that's, hey, just a reminder, because I definitely had forgotten that storyline. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, so cool to see that, like, <laughs> becoming a thing. And so much. Just love it so much. Yeah, I like that it's, it's like, a... I feel like her books, to be, or like the two that I read, were very much like a happily ever after, but in this moment, we're happily ever after. Who knows yes. what tomorrow brings? And that's definitely what it feels like with these. Because also we get the text messaging um, where, is it Johan, who asks for the recipe. This, um, the goat stew. Yes, Shanti's goat stew recipe so that he can make it as a surprise for Naya. I like seeing that little effort, you know? Yeah. Just putting that work in on that relationship. <laughs> Which and is one of the things that bothers her because yes. it's like, oh, my husband never comes to talk to me. Now he's coming to me because this other man knows actually how to treat his partner. <laughs> and I like that at some point she kind of realizes, like, he, she's married a man who has never really and truly hasn't been shown love mm-hmm. correctly. Especially when we find out, like, his, about his mom. And it's like, oh, it's all bad. Um, and so... Knowing me and how absolutely frustrated I would get with that because of, like, Mm -hmm. what my love languages are. But she sits down and she realizes, like, he listened to her and realized she had an issue with X. So he did Mm -hmm. Y. And then A. So he did B. And and Mm -hmm. so, like, he brings the ingredients to make this goat stew. And she's like, oh, he's reminding me of my wifely duties. But then she's like, no he remembers how much it upset me that like they wouldn't let him taste my stew and it's it's meant to be super sweet and for them to cook together yes 
that he's not just like, okay, make me dinner. It's he's going to work with her. Yes. And like, I don't know. It's someone who tends to like weird people who don't quite know. They're like, I just remember one of my past crushes doing something and me trying to explain it to everybody and be like, this is why it's super cute. And everybody being like, <laughs> I don't get it, but I'm glad you're really happy. And me being like, oh. But you don't understand. It's really super cute. And I like, that's what I felt in this moment. Yeah. Was like, yeah. it's just for her. Yeah. And nobody else is going to understand. Yeah. And like, they're like the arrangement sort of of like sex and then news reports later. Yes. Like, instead of like just cuddling and like pillow talk whispers, their pillow talk is the economy. How can we make the country better? What's going on in the world? Like, it's making plans like, to make moves, you know? Yes. Even though he's like, I don't want to talk politics. And she's like, I don't know anything else. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want to talk about otherwise. Yeah. I love when she stands up for herself. Yes. Um, she finds out this inf- information on every... I was about to say nurse. Every wife after the first one. No information on the right. first wife. The second on. And it just infuriates her. And she ends up like, she's like, I have been too complacent and meek and obedient and like, fuck all this. And like, the guards don't recognize her. Yeah. yeah. One guard who demands that she, you know, name herself and how, who is she and no one's allowed here. Like, but then, so when the king, when Sanyu comes up, he's like, this is your queen. What are you talking about? And then the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and runs off or is sent off. Sanyu's like, don't worry, he'll be reprimanded. She's like, why should he be reprimanded? Why would they know who I am? You don't treat me like your queen in front of anybody else. Exactly. So why? why? She's so good at standing up for herself in a yeah. way that doesn't come across as whiny or bitchy. Right. She's very logical. Her, yeah. When she does it, it, her arguments are always very logical and sound. My favorite would be when she stands up to that guard or the advisor who's oh, yeah. making the Because everyone treats her like not like a queen. Like you wouldn't expect people to treat a queen this way. And it's because she hasn't been labeled the true queen. And basically because Misoka has basically said she's not going to be the true queen. Everyone treats her like crap, basically. <laughs> yeah, like that she doesn't have a voice she doesn't know what she's talking about she doesn't know how to do anything like nobody except for um pinata her guard yes and lumu lumu thank you um have taken it but even still they don't know her that well right right but when that advisor makes those comments and she basically steals his staff and basically shows him that she's got moves and she easily could have killed him in that moment with his own staff i was like all right girl literally cheered she was like i was the second best and i was only the second best because my parents didn't want me to damage my face and it was like fuck yes, yes. She's like, i was so the good. best so good her confidence was earned. <laughs> i also i was a little worried so of course you kind of see it coming where you're like all right at some point the king's gonna find out about her working up with these women who end up kind of heckling him at one of his uh speeches which she didn't know was going to happen but yes um i was a little worried about his response to it and he was very understanding like it didn't cause like a huge rift 
like I thought it was going to. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the mis- that was going to be the moment of miscommunication that's going to lead right. to her like to them realizing that they needed each other or whatever. Yeah, and it's not at all. Yeah, which and is they really talk cool about it. He accepts it, and then they move on. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he he then comes to see like okay it makes sense that these women did this in this way at my speech yeah yeah i was really really hoping so maria is the woman that runs this this kind of Mm -hmm. um activism group really kind of hoping it was his mom me too we're the first queen i was like come on be one of those two Mm -hmm. she's neither she is a former queen which apparently, like, yeah. all these former queens are just kind of all there and you're, like, making sure yeah. he's okay. A bunch of them work in the palace, like, and he doesn't recognize them, which... That's so <sighs> awful. Yeah. I mean, four months. Like, okay, not 2020 right. months, but just, like, regular months. It makes and, sense. Right. And he was younger. Like, the when he yes. does come to recognize the first one, it's because she sings the song about him. And he remembers that voice, that singing voice, singing to him when he was a child. So I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't necessarily remember because he was a child. He was very young when this queen would have left. But I was just like, this is a lot of people to not realize that all these women in your library and in working in the palace are the queens. Like, I do like that they, so when they do eventually go to that temple for the, who ends up being the third, the goddess. The goddess of um, love? hope that's what it was hope peace 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 Peace. all of these are kind of intertwined (laughs) yes um when they go to that temple and they're it's they see a lot of women i was like are these all the queens is this where they've all been hiding it's not but i was i was a little worried that all the queens were not in the don't want them to have been in the dungeons but i was like did they just consent to like a nunnery type of thing right but they didn't so i'm glad that that was the case too same like i I mean, at one point, he's like, they all left. They all left the country. They all went to do other things. You know, like, because she's kind of, occasionally she's just like, what's going to happen to me if you choose not right. to keep me on? Right. And then it's also like, really, they all left the country? They all left right. all of their families here? Yeah. Okay. Some of them may well have, but clearly they all did not do that. We do find out, like, essentially his mom did, um, mm-hmm. which really sucks, like... It, it's and except for that he kind of recognizes like okay this is where my kind of free spirit side comes from of like yeah feeling this desire to escape that i thought it was interesting that she was brought in specifically to be a surrogate essentially to specifically yeah bear the air and that was like the deal yeah i guess let's see so assuming that they all did four months mm-hmm. um that's 20 women so that's what five years that's not right jesus that's four a year. Right. So, yeah. Five. I feel like they wouldn't do them back to back to back. They'd Maybe probably not. Probably give you like, a, one a little break in between. <laughs> you know? Hopefully. But still, like, yeah, because he, so, Sanyu the second is 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last queen was roughly when he was a freshman in college. He was away mm. in college. So, it's it's been probably 12, 13 years, 14 years since... There's been anybody. Um, I'm just like, did they just extend her marriage trial then? 
because she his mom was not named the true queen even though she was having the son that or the child they must have yeah they yeah. must have just been like she's pregnant she gets to stay as long as she's pregnant yeah that is an interesting question that isn't really addressed yeah. and maybe maybe they did i mean there is the talk of like extending the trial rather mm. than i was really like the way that they kept you know the trials it's like is she gonna fight is it gonna be I like? I know. A, is it gonna be like a Hunger Games kind of thing? It's like right. I really kind of, you know, prove your worth. Is but there a test? At exactly. Least? <laughs> I mean, she would have kicked ass at all of it. But oh, yeah. considering like they what they wanted in a queen, mm-hmm. they had no idea what they wanted. That's the problem. They wanted the first queen. They, they just were they did, stupid. But they didn't men. because we find out the first queen left because they yes. shut her out. I have questions about that too because she was it was the three of them mm-hmm. who liberated the country not just the two men it was her as well and so I'm still confused like was she like a queen in title or was she actually married to Sanyu one the first like I kind of got the vibe that they did kind of have a, like a poly marriage at first mm-hmm. maybe not oh, like, like three completely in name but like that's kind of the vibe I was getting was mm-hmm. that they were all needed and then the men were like no we don't need you and she was like you needed me to help win right and now you're ignoring all of my ideas all of my plans for yeah. the betterment of our country so i'm out right yeah. oh that's another thing when shanti leaves when they have their fight and she leaves the fact that she is just able to leave was just mind-blowing because you wouldn't think that a queen would just be able to walk on out of the palace by herself with all of her shit yeah just leave yeah it's bad right but also like from the sounds of it even if it has been 14 years or so these guards are kind of used to that which is kind of terrible i guess but i guess i just feel like there should be some kind of protection some protection and also just some like heads up some type of like yeah. conversation like hey didn't work out she's not the true queen she's going to be leaving on this day well i think that there would have been if she hadn't have been like i'm piecing out early yeah i do appreciate the fact so again they are brought together by a website <laughs> yes and we come to find out that there are terms and conditions that not even yes. kings read. And I fucking love that. That was so good. The second book and- of this series is her story. <gasps> and it is a queer story. I am so excited. I'm so excited. Because this- the other one she did was a novella. So this is going mm-hmm. to be, at least as far as I know, um, a full story. There's a cover and everything God. too and this is amazing is it what's her name was it is oh man sure it is a name for sure because i was reading the last name and i was like i'm fairly certain that's the last that's the person besnaria yeah oh, bez. I, bez they call her bez. bez okay when bez shows up and she is not taking herself as shit she wants to check on this queen because there's terms and conditions that for this rushed job that they did basically they have to do like 
quality of life checks. <laughs> yeah, which I appreciate. Which You're arranging awesome. the marriage. Like, that's yes. fucking amazing. Yes, and because they haven't been responding, she creatively enters yes. the palace. <laughs> Especially because the advisors are already looking for a second wife. So, like, so right. many red flags. I truly appreciate right. this addition to the story. Yes. That I oh. never would have thought of. Like, if this hadn't been there, right. I wouldn't have been like, something's missing. Right. But that attention to detail is right. why I love her book so much. Because she, because she has her phone. Shanti has her phone, so she's been texting her family, so they know yes. she's fine. They're not. She's not getting any of their mail until later, but right. they know she's alive. But like this was just so wonderful. That and when she gives her her card, yes, that gives Shanti her card on the back. It's just like it's. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. A damsel rescue or something. Something. I definitely highlighted it. I'm waiting for my my Kindle to. There it goes. Yeah. So she is a junior investigator, World Federal of Monarchists. Which, yes. By the way, the fact that there's some kind of like group in this series that's watching over all of the monarchies and like mm-hmm. making sure if they're getting dangerous and shit that like they're going to kind of maybe step in or do something like fucking great. I want to yep. know all about that. Comedate, Comedator, Damsel in Distress Rescue Service, LTD. Yes. And she calls that her side hustle that basically yes. she is prepared to smuggle her out of the castle or the, the palace. And into her cabbage cart or whatever it was. Yes. <laughs> Sneak her away. <laughs> like, you have to hide under them and we have to sell them because, like, I can't get my money back on those. However. Right. Right. You blinked four times. I Are you doubly in danger? Like, what is going right. on here? So good. Oh, so good. Oh, and, the, and I like that son, you, when he, from his perspective, when he meets her, he's picking up on the fact that she has studied martial arts. That yes. you can tell in the way that she carries herself that she can kick some ass. <laughs> yes. I also like that she finally verbalized something I was thinking, which was because Sanyu says he's going to listen to her, he's going to hear her out, and he wants to be Sophie to leave. Sophie's like, oh, you're going to let these foreigners into our country, and we're just, everything's going to just go down the tubes. And afterwards, she's just like, with all due respect, your highness, your man likes to catastroph- catastrophize? Catastroph- I think that's right. Yeah basically make things seem way worse than they are he yes. needs to chill because <laughs> yes. that's what he always goes to and that's why Sonny feels the way that he does is because everything that he that that he's not doing right is okay like you're gonna destroy the kingdom yes like you put your robot on you're destroying the kingdom like that's basically how that guy thinks you you listened to your wife you said hello to her you touched her hand in public right. you held hands in public <laughs> like Honestly, it is kind of a wonder that he's not afraid of his own fucking shadow. Yeah. No, I loved it. And I'm very, very excited that the next book is about her. I do want some more of um, Shanti's guard, but it's okay. Maybe there's a short novella in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to Alyssa Cole, I will read it. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And just like, I don't know. I highlighted so many things i i love that shanti has this like book of queendom and like right mm-hmm. like she's had it since she was like 15 yeah and kind of adds to it and it's i feel like if that th- this is usually the trope of like you realizing that like you've had this too long and um ends up getting thrown away for some like mm-hmm. better advice or some shit no like this mm-hmm. is she adds to it mm-hmm. it's almost like a it's like a living vision board you know, or like with inspirational yes. quotes and like just to keep her going, things to refer back to. It's it's 
she like calls it her field guide to becoming a queen and it totally is bez is also the iberanian's official staring contest yes i loved that that when was okay blink she's like you lost go get her bring her here right now (laughs) and he's like what are you talking about she's like i figured if we're in a staring contest i win i get a prize this is what i want this is what i want (laughs) One of the, I'm very excited for this. One of the quotes, all queens cry, but most of these fools really aren't worth a dear chin up. And I was like, mm. always great. Yep. yep. Um, two flames burn bright, stealing the kindling of the third. Love is not enough. My presence is ignored and my contributions are attributed to others. I have been silenced in the kingdom. I spilled my heart's blood to create by those I care for most deeply. They want to rule this kingdom and me. They will only, they will get only one of these things. I will leave it to them. Like. That was the first queen, right? Yes. I do kind of want their story. I guess. Like that would be so much fun. Especially because I totally didn't read it as like a poly relationship. But now I'm like, I need to know if that's what it was. (laughs) Just because. More because so many people outside of the castle seem to be, or outside of like the Royal family seem Mm -hmm. to be in these triad relationships and the focus of the three gods and Mizuko cries. Like when he's like, we found the first King and she's like, she's, he's like, she's alive. Yeah. He's like, I have fucked up entirely. Yep. We just assumed she was dead. I had to give that heartbreak over and over again. And truly Mm -hmm. actually, I just really fucked up and like yep. he also says that he, he's lost them both basically yes. that Sunny one is dead and then he's alienated her too much that Anisi's not coming back <sighs> yeah I, I truly maybe it wasn't like a romance thing all around but I mm-hmm. think like this they it should have been built to be ruled by all three and in some ways I kind of think it's starting to be we've got the king and queen and then we've got um, how do I keep forgetting his name? Lum- Lumu, the Lumu. advisor, oh the God. lesser advisor, the quote-unquote thing. lesser advisor. Who is her great, her great great grandson? Great grandson. Yeah. So I don't know. I love that she also the first queen niece is also the one to be like um, that the gods didn't have fixed genders originally because why would they yes. run it themselves that way? Exactly. So. And then when. Um, Sun Yu asks if Shanti is touched by the god of wisdom. She's like, did you not listen to me when I said that there's no fixed gender? Like, your wife is clearly touched by the logic, the god of, of logic. Not, oh no, he asks if she's touched by the goddess of peace. Yes. And that's why she's like, there's no, there's no fixed gender. She's touched by the god of wisdom. Like, duh. And that yes. Lumo, her great-grandson, is touched by the goddess of peace. Yes. Which is why part of me is like, I think eventually it becomes a triad of leadership um which is wonderful yeah yeah i have those checks and balances i also love that johan who if i remember correctly johan is i can't remember where he falls in line i don't think he is actually like next in line to be king if i remember correctly um because I, if I remember correctly, he is the Playboy Prince because 
to take attention off of his brother, if I remember oh, correctly, who didn't like to be in the the light. But I believe his mother. He also may be a step. I I don't remember. Ooh. I read these. I know I read them this year. You did because I remember standing <laughs> in line for um, Walgreens and when they were limited, like super limiting when people mm. went in to. So like that was twenty years ago. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's his. He knows loss is what I'm trying to get to. Okay. And him being like, do you have a counselor? And he's like, yeah, I got advisors. He's like, no, bud, a therapist. You need a fucking yeah. therapist. No, not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. I love that therapy is like, because yes. you definitely don't have stories about kings and queens and princes and princesses who go to therapy. And that's totally a thing because Johan's like, no, you need one. I have one. Yeah. They're great. We sh- you, should, you should look into that. Yeah. And then in our flash forward of five years, we find out that they do, in fact, do basically family therapy. Which is okay. <laughs> Which is so wonderful. Because that's really how you would need to work to fix that relationship. Yes. Yes. To make sure yeah. that that team... I also really like that, like... They're not necessarily afraid to say I love you. It's not necessarily... Which is occasionally what this, you know, the trope is or mm-hmm. the storyline. Oh. But here it's... She wants him to want her to stay. She doesn't want to ask because she knows how that's perceived Mm -hmm. as like her chasing the crown or something like that. She wants him to want her. Yes. You want to be wanted. Yes. And so instead of saying love, they say I teamwork you. And it's it's fucking cute. And then when she is going to say like, I love you. And he's like, no, I I want to earn it. And she's like, I, and where he, I see where he's coming from, but I also really appreciate that she's like, no, love, I love you unconditionally. That is not something that you have to earn. You deserve it. Mm. And I was like, oh, you guys understand each other's damage. It's so yes. fucking great. But also very smart to go to couples therapy. Just yes. So smart. Yes. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about how to catch queen? No, just that, like, well, one, I think I'm done with romance for a little while. Romance books, like, they just, a lot of one type. Sex scenes get a little boring after a while. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe that. (sighs) Just don't read too many sex books in a row. It just, it's, (laughs) I'm so lonely. It's 2020 still. Um. No, Alyssa Cole, like, this is, I think this is a slower burn in some ways than the past books. But I think that, again, she is so fucking intelligent and just hits on so many things without, Mm -hmm. oh, you're reading a goddamn romance book. (laughs) It's so, yeah. What about you? Agreed. Anything else? Agreed. Just agreed that it was wonderful. I... I'm very excited to go back to the Reluctant Royals series and I feel like I want to read A Princess in Theory again. Yes, that makes sense. And then go into the rest. And now that I know that Bez is the star or protagonist for the second one of the series, I am so on board because I need to know more about her whole life. You need to go look at the cover of book two. Okay. What's book two called? How to Find a Princess. Oh, right. How to Find a Princess. 384 pages. It is a full book. Bez takes her... uh, Makita. 
On a transatlantic adventure with a crew of lovable weirdos, fake marriage, and one-bed hijinks. Love it already. Yep, on board. <laughs> oh, so excited for this. In the meantime, do you know what you're reading next that is not for the podcast? <laughs> One of the comments says, Queer Anastasia retelling, Queer Anastasia retelling. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> here for it yes all right what am i reading next that is a great question that i don't quite have the answer do you know what you're reading next while i look at my stuff it's related to what's happening next for the podcast okay (laughs) so i am finally back on my reading like more than one book in two weeks i'm I'm starting to get back into 2020 has been rough (laughs) fucking Mm -hmm. hell um so i have ring shouts which was recommended. Um, it's a novella. Um, I don't remember anything else other than it's, um, it's supposed to be horror related and came with really great recommendations. I also have the second book of The Dash and Lily. And I, like you, have a book that I think I need to reread. <laughs> nice. Good choices. <laughs> so. A little bit of everything there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I am going to be reading next is a continuation of what I started instead of finishing past. So <laughs> I decided that I wanted to reread or re-listen to, since I have it on audio, Earthcore by Scott Siegler. Um, so my boyfriend and I started that the other day. I got us a nice 1,000-piece puzzle to work on <laughs> while we listen. Um, and the reason I wanted to do that is because the long-awaited sequel, Mount Fitzroy, is finally coming out, what, December 3rd? December 3rd, yes. Yep. And that is going to be our next book for the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Very excited. excited. Yes. Yes. And listening to it, I think, is the appropriate way to go. Um, If you have not listened to any of our Scott Sigler episodes, he tends to put them out on audiobook. Or in podio book first, depending on which one it was. And so Mount Fitzroy is only going to be available for the first year on audiobook. So, yep. and if and I remember uh, correctly, it's long. Yeah, it's almost 30 hours. So, my God. Earthcore is like 20. So, I was like, all right, this is why I had to switch gears from cast just to make sure I had time to listen to it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fully finish it before I start when um, that's yeah Mount Fitzroy comes out, but still. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just kind of there hoping to remember enough of it. Yeah. You always listen to our podcast episode about it. <laughs> my thing with podcast, <laughs> I can listen to my voice. My voice doesn't bother me anymore, which which is what a lot of people have trouble with. Yeah, but I edit. And I mm, co-edit yeah. Minds at York and things like that. But once I know it's actually published and other people can listen to it, that's when I can't listen to it anymore. I'm uh, like, mm, no, nope. I want to take everything on. back, take it off the air. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well. Not doing that. Listeners can feel free to go listen to that episode again. Um, and then join us in two weeks for Mount Fitzroy. And in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries, your independent-owned bookstores. And also remember that we are members of the Certain Point of View Network, so you can head over to certainpov.com to find more nerdy, fun podcasts, each with a unique point of view. 
definitely check out some new ones. Um, there's also a link to our Discord on certainpov.com too, so you can also feel free to join in on the conversation there. Yeah. Right, and we will see you in two weeks with them. It's right. Woohoo!